Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Hey friends, Elisa Childers here. It's no secret that somewhere around 70% of Christian kids leave the church after high school. Why is that? Is there anything we can do to help prepare the young people in our lives for the challenges they will face when they go off to college? Well, today's guest is an expert in these topics, and he's going to help us with some great information and resources. So stay tuned. My guest today has written several books on various apologetics and worldview topics. He has his master's degree in philosophy of religion and ethics, a master's of divinity, and a doctorate in worldview and culture uh, from Talbot School of Theology at Biola. He's an adjunct professor of apologetics at Biola University, and currently he's the director of cultural engagement and immersion at Impact 360 Institute, which we're going to talk about today because I'm real excited for my listeners to find out about this amazing ministry that he's doing there. So he speaks nationally about apologetics and worldview at conferences, camps, churches, and youth and adult retreats. So it's an honor to have Jonathan Morrow on the show today. So Jonathan, welcome. Hey, it's great to be with you today. You've recently contributed some articles to the brand new Apologetics Study Bible for students. And it's kind of a joke (laughs) among me and the young people in my life that if you're a young person in my life and you have a birthday coming up or a graduation or something like that, you're going to get an Apologetics Study Bible from me. That's how much I love this resource. And so I was very excited to hear about the new Apologetics Study Bible for Students that just came out, edited by 
by Sean McDowell and published by Holman Bible Publishers. It's a great resource for young people because there are several relevant articles. There are certain features that make it really accessible for young people to not just get all they can out of the Word of God, but to relate their faith with the culture that they're living in. So Jonathan, you wrote a few articles for this new Apologetic Study Bible for Students. You wrote about the hiddenness of God. You wrote a little bit about doubt, uh, which books of the Bible should be there. But I'm interested in the article you wrote on tolerance. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's such a great project, and I love that you give that away to all all the people that, that you know, hey, guess what? You're going to be getting this because it's so important. Uh, uh, Sean McDowell did a great job with that. He's a good friend. We've written other things together. And so um, when I had the opportunity to contribute again to this, it, it, it was a no-brainer because this is such a, a fabulous resource. So, you know, in, in the article, wonder, I talked about tolerance and should Christians be tolerant. You know, there's a lot of confusion around the word tolerance in our culture. And so Christians kind of want to be tolerant, but you have to define what that means. And so I kind of phrase it, should we be tolerant? Well, that kind of depends on what you mean by that, right? So, you know, because a lot of people think that Christians are kind of intolerant, bigoted, closed-minded, and the chief cultural sin in our culture right now is is don't be intolerant. But what they mean by that is don't disagree with other people's sincerely held moral and spiritual beliefs. But that can't possibly work, right? But tolerance, Christian, in, in, in a Christian idea in a worldview, means that I treat others and give others the right to be wrong, and I want them to treat me with respect and give me the right to be wrong. Because um, I think Christianity is uniquely positioned to ground tolerance, because if we truly believe that every person is made in the image of God and worthy of dignity and respect, regardless of the views they hold, my atheist friends, my Muslim friends, whoever, then I'm going to treat them with respect, but I'm going to interact seriously and vigorously with the ideas that they hold. And so if so, that question, should Christians be tolerant, especially students, because they're going to hit the college campus and they're going to be pressured into conforming. And if they understand that is equating to tolerance, that's going to really undermine their Christian faith. But if they see it as, you know what, I can be respectful, I can be, you know, engaging, and I can be nice to people with whom I disagree, but I'm also going to argue vigorously against the ideas they hold because ideas have consequences for people and some ideas are really bad ones. So so that's kind of the core idea I was trying to get at in that article to encourage students to be courageous but carefully define their terms around tolerance because that really is an important subject today. It's amazing how quickly the definitions of words can change, isn't it? Yes. Uh, So if you want to get this apologetic study Bible for students, you can get it on Amazon. Where else can you get it, Jonathan, for for listeners out there? Yeah, you can get it anywhere books are sold. Um, I think I've got a link at my site, jonathanmorrow.org. You can find one there. Um, But yeah, it's just a great resource and definitely would encourage parents to get this in the hands of your students and youth pastors, and it's just a wonderful resource. And another great resource for Christian parents, if you're a parent of a teenager or anyone approaching the college years, you're going to want to get Jonathan's book called Welcome to College, A Christ Follower's Guide for the Journey. And this was just recently updated. Was it this year, Jonathan, that it was updated? Yes, it came out just late this spring, right before graduation season. 
Perfect. So tell us a little bit about the book and about some of the updates you've made to it. Like what has changed since you originally wrote this? Yeah, absolutely. So so Welcome to College was born out of just my passion to see students own their faith because there's so many challenges and opportunities waiting on them in the teenage years. And, you know, even if you just take the average of the statistics of students, about 50% will disengage from their Christian faith during the college years. And, you know, the, the trajectory is not that they're returning. And part of the issue with that is they're not being prepared to understand their faith. They're not being prepared to own their faith, to think through and make it their own. A lot of times they kind of grow up in, in a home or that's Christian or go to church. They learn how to play Christian. But then when challenges come, mm-hmm. they don't know what to do. So, so Welcome to College was my attempt to put everything I wish I would have known during the college years, because I came to Christ at 17. Um, I was mm-hmm. a new believer when I went into college and kind of learned a lot of this the hard way in terms of kind of, well, wow, I wish somebody would have told me about that. And so, I cover everything from the existence of God to how to dating and sexuality to how to have mm-hmm. fights and arguments with your roommate and fight clean, resolve conflict. Because guess what? <laughs> You're going to have fights and conflict with people, <laughs> yes, you know, and yes. how to study, how to study the Bible, how to engage people who believe differently, kind of God's heart for the world. I mean, everything from apologetics to worldview to theology to practical stuff like, hey, how do, how do you lay out your an academic plan for your semester and all that? So it's a great resource for teenagers short chapters. I've been so encouraged by the feedback from the parents and because what they'll, some of them will do is they'll take that book. There's discussion questions in the back and they'll actually go through that with their junior or senior the year before and just have conversations about, Hey, what are you going to, what are your, what do you think about alcohol and how you'll approach it? Or what, how should you think about marijuana and, and that, and, you know, and all the issues related about those kind of things, you know, it just lots of important conversations so that we can have a longer on-ramp to get our students and young people thinking about the opportunities and challenges waiting for them during the college uh, season. So I, I updated Welcome to College. You know, there's, you know, it's so fun. I mean, some of the issues, they're always the same, um, but also there's just new issues like the tolerance issue. That's the speed of right. culture on sexuality and identity and gender right now. So I updated chapters on that and all sorts of the whole, it was a full update on that resource and have been so encouraged by the feedback to hear students using Welcome to College just kind of all over the place, which is which is a blessing because I want to see them flourish. And so that's kind of my kind of my one stop shop. Hey, get them this for graduation, even if they use it for a doorstop, yeah. put it under their bed. There's gonna be a day when, <laughs> hey, I've got doubts about my faith or whatever, and they can find some help and resources there. Yes, if you've got a student who is a senior or even a junior in in high school or even just gone to college and they've started their new semester. If you go on over to Amazon, you can get the Apologetic Study Bible for Students and Jonathan's Welcome to College, A Christ Follower's Guide for the Journey as a little care package to send to your college student or give to your junior or senior in high school, and that will help prepare them for what they're probably already facing if they're there and what they're going to face when they go there, because preparation in advance is is probably just the best uh, step that parents can take to help their kids not be just... Uh, flabbergasted by everything that they're going to face when they get there. So Jonathan, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show today was to talk about the work that you're doing with Immersion and Impact 360. Uh, A few weeks ago, I had the privilege of attending the dedication of the new building there in Pine Mountain, Georgia. And I just have to say, I was so impressed. I mean, I sort of understood what the ministry was doing before I got there. But when I got there and got to witness for myself the amazing work that you all are doing there, uh, I was incredibly 
incredibly moved uh, and inspired. So um, first, tell us a little bit about the Immersion Program. Why is that something that Christian parents want to know about? Absolutely. Well, thanks. I mean, and it was great to have you down. We're a big fan of what you're doing and the work that you're doing, equipping people uh, through your website and blog and podcast. Oh, and you. so it was great to connect. And we're just really excited about what God is doing here at Impact 360. Again, we're about an hour southwest of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, first, I'll tell you about Immersion, which is I'm the director of all of our summer experiences for high school students and teenagers. And <clears throat> excuse me. And so if, if people are listening and want to learn more about this as I'm talking, they can go to impact360.org and slash Immersion on this one, but Immersion was, it's a two-week worldview and and apologetics experience that helps students own their faith and understand what they believe, why they believe it, and how to live it out. And here's what's unique about what we're doing, because we're passionate about keeping our experiences small enough so students can actually interact around these ideas and actually get to participate. Because what we're finding and what we found over the last really 11, 12 years um, is that students need preparation and training And those ideas don't really crystallize until they get practice. So, for example, Mm. we'll learn about the the worldview of Islam, for example, in the classroom. We'll bring in leading speakers and thinkers, and I'll be teaching and other things like that. But we'll talk about Islam, but then we'll actually go to the largest mosque in Georgia, the Al-Farouk Mosque, and they'll get a chance to watch them observe prayers, and they'll get to interact with uh, an imam there and who's going to say, hey, here's why Islam is true, and here's what we believe, and, here, and then our students will get to ask them questions, and then we debrief the whole experience with them. And what that does, it's amazing. It's for many students, it's the first time they've ever encountered someone who believes something differently than they do. But it's in an environment that's mm. a safe, productive environment where you can talk about the questions that matter. It's like, hey, here's their view of Jesus. Here's your view of Jesus. What are the differences and why do they matter? And for the first time, it becomes not just an academic exercise or if they were raised in a Christian school, not just something they were getting a right answer on a test. It became something real. So we'll do experiences like that. We'll actually go on the campus mm. of Georgia Tech and we'll prepare them for, for, for real life experiences to interact with people who believe differently. I love it. You know, Sean McDowell comes and teaches at Immersion, and he goes with us that day. And what we do is we facilitate these conversations, and we send them out. And it's so fun. I've got 14, 15-year-olds who find out that they've thought more about the question of God and truth and morality in seven day, the seven days they've been at Immersion so far than a senior in quantum mechanics at Georgia Tech. And they're like, well, if I can have this <laughs> conversation here, I can have this conversation with my friends back home. And it's so fun. They just come alive. Their eyes light up because they're like, this is really true. This is not fairy tales for grownups. This is actually real stuff, and people are confused about these issues. So we have a blast at Immersion. We go whitewater rafting. We do zip lining, all that stuff down here in Pine Mountain. But basically, it's an environment for students. To about 60 other students from around the country, I think last year we had like 15 different states or 21 different states the year before, where mm. they can come in in an environment where, where they get to actually engage and practice and role play and go do stuff with this. And so mm. it, it's just a blast. It's like Christmas in July for me. And so uh, <laughs> because it's just you see these students, it comes alive for them. And then, and then sometimes a lot of students who maybe even hadn't even shared with their own parents that they'd have been having all these questions and doubts. They're like, you know what? I 
it's like I pretended to believe, but like I, wow. I now know that this is actually real and true. And I actually have had these questions for a long time and nobody's answered them. So, so that's what we wow. do at Immersion. Um, it, it's a blast. And again, people, it's this coming year in 2018, it'll be July 8th through 21st. Um, and there's actually an early bird discount. There was a waiting list last year. So I'd encourage people to sign up because we purposely keep it small so that we can really spend one-on-one time with students and small groups and these experiences where that highest level of transformation can and training can really happen. So we're, we're, we're really excited about our summer programs here at Impact 360. That's awesome. So what are the ages for emerg- immersion again? Yeah, so you can be a high school student and a recent graduate. So let's say that you're heading off to college in the fall, you're 18, and you graduated in May, you can come to immersion. So it's basically we keep it in that high school window. So pretty much 14 to 18, right around that age. And uh, for teenagers, okay. and it's, it's great. It's just a great experience for them. So July 8th through the 21st, and give the website again where they can go to get the early bird registration for that. Yeah, if you go to impact360.org slash immersion, then you will find that website. You can watch the video, see testimonials from students and parents, and and see the promo and all that kind of stuff. And then you can go ahead and sign up um, and get that early bird on that as well. Sounds great. And we're going to talk about the gap year program in a second here that you do. But I I just was thinking as a Christian mom, and I'm sure there are some parents out there that heard you describe that whole immersion situation, which sounds so incredibly exciting. But I can imagine that with some parents, there might be just a twinge of fear. Like, okay, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with my high school kid going to a mosque and talking to a mom. What if they get convinced by the imam? Or what if they go on the college campus and, and get their faith rocked by an atheist? And so what would you say to the parents that might be a little bit hesitant um, to expose their kids to those kinds of situations uh, at immersion? Yeah, absolutely. And as a parent of three myself, I'm definitely sensitive to that, and I totally understand it. And so here's what I'd say. Um, We create a safe environment where we train and equip them before we put them in any situation in which they find um, kind of engaging some of these new ideas. But I'd also say this. In our culture and our information society, it's not a matter of if but when these challenges and questions are going to come. And I'd Mm. much rather them do that here in a safe environment where they're caring staff and mentors and peers that can walk through these doubts and questions with them than the first time they ever encounter someone who believes differently than they do is when they're 19, they're off at college, they're away from mom and dad, church, youth pastor, they're feeling kind of insecure and isolated anyway because it's new at college and all this stuff. And guess what? They found a convincing YouTube video or they see a friend who has a pretty right. per- persuasive ar- argument. You're like, I've never heard about this before. Or they were just kind of raised in an environment that was well-meaning, but it was just, hey, try to believe really hard, be sincere read your Bible and pray, and that'll be enough. And without that training, I've just found that students aren't going to be able, they usually typically wilt in those situations Mm. because they've not been equipped. So I totally understand the apprehensions that could be there. But I also know, and if you look at some of the testimonials from the parents afterwards, they're they're very pleased with what we do here. So obviously I'm a parent. I'm not going to put any young person in a situation that I wouldn't put my own kids in. And so, right. but it's but it's a safe environment for them to ask questions and and, and really kind of engage these issues. And we want to do that now rather than later, so that they can really kind of build up some resistance to it, as well as kind of some understanding and ownership. And and that does not happen without challenge. Um, there's no growth without challenge. That's just the way right. um, the Christian life works. 
And a, and a perfect testimonial of this is my friend TZ Cannon, who you know as well. Her boys went to the immersion uh, camp, and it was life-changing for them. It just lit them up, and they have become so excited. In fact, they're both going to be going to the gap year program that you have at Impact 360. And uh, I learned a lot about this gap year program when I was there with you all in Pine Mountain, Georgia, and I'm just dying for my listeners to know about this. It is just the most amazing program. So tell us about this gap year program. What did the kids do? What what it what is it about? And uh, how how have you seen this be life changing in the lives of students who have taken part of it? Well, that's so encouraging to hear, and it's just you know TZ's great, and their family. It's been so great to have their boys here, and so yeah. So so the Gap, you're a huge fan. It's our Impact 360 Fellows program, and it's a nine month. Um, academic and Christian leadership um, gap year. All right. And so what that means is gap year sometimes is, is kind of a newer term to some people. Some people kind of have the misconception that it's a year off. It's not, mm-hmm. at least the way we do it. You know, they're not going to be playing kind of video games in the basement somewhere. That's for a year, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's not what we're doing. But what we're doing is it gives students an opportunity um, to really step out of high school on the way into the college experience. And here's something that's significant. Actually, Harvard University, in their acceptance letters, actually encourages their students to take a gap year. Why would they oh, do wow. that? Because they know that most students are not prepared for their, they're not mature enough usually for the college environment, whether that's emotionally, physically, spiritually. I mean, Harvard doesn't care as much about the spiritual side, but what they know is that students who are older and kind of have those experiences, they change majors less, they finish, they get better grades, they're more responsible. So from those sides, schools like Harvard, and you're seeing these gap years spring up all over the place. Because, yeah. um, but what we're doing here is we have a unique Christian worldview perspective on this. So for nine months, we get to explore questions of faith and culture and science and politics and economics. They get 18 hours of college credit for this during the process. They get a month that's fully accredited, highest level of accreditation. So it'll, you know, in this wow. competitive higher education environment, it'll transfer is with the same, you know, we have students who've gone on to everywhere from, you know, Northwestern to, you know, Georgia to Air Force Academy to all, all things in between. So people come here and they go on to all sorts of places. And so they do a month international experience in Brazil, serving cross-culturally, where they get to, wow. you take and practice what they're learning. They get to engage people who believe differently. They get to engage in some evangelism, some ministry, some care for, for the community there, depending upon some of the needs during the time. Um, they get serve leadership training with, with Chick-fil-A, um, the support center and corporate there, just as a model for doing how do you integrate Christianity into business principles and things like that, and a vision for calling and vocation. We do a lot of strengths and coaching, um, strength finder. We do a lot of assessments. We do things to help students kind of discover who they are. In many ways, what I talk about, I'm one of the lead faculty in our fellows program for those nine months. And one of the things that I, I kind of say, hey, is we've given you this gift of space for nine months in an environment where about 50 or 60 other students are in this environment growing together, you get to get the gift of self-knowledge. You get time to reflect on what do you really believe in why? What's a vision for this next season of life you're heading into? And it sets them up for the next part of their college experience so they can engage that with confidence and clarity. And so it's just, it's so fun to see the transformation. I mean, the students at the end, there's like, I'm not even the same person 
after these wow. nine months, because I remember I was talking to one young lady, she just was commissioned in this past May. And she's like, you know, one of the challenges is going to be kind of going back home in my older friends. And I'm a completely different person now. Like, how do I kind of relate mm. to them in, in these new ways that I've come to see kind of who I am, who I am in Christ, what my calling is, how do I, you know, so it's just so fun to see the growth um, during that nine month gap year we have. And yeah, those are some of the things I could give you some highlights. If you have other questions, I'd love to answer them. I could talk all day, but yeah, but, um, but right. it's, it's great. It's, it's such an, if I would have loved to have done it, if I'd have known about these kind of things, um, and they just didn't exist, um, yet. And so, so that's what we're doing here yeah. in Pack 360 in Pine Mountain. Well, and I was so impressed with the actual campus itself. I mean, it, you have to see it to believe it. It is the most beautiful campus. And I love the way that you have the uh, the dorms kind of situated to promote community togetherness. You know, it's like there's, there's, in the way that it's laid out, there's a lot of encouragement for students to hang out in fellowship together, uh, but they also have private spaces where they can go if they, if they're more of a, an introverted kind of learner and uh, just amazing. Tell us about the actual campus itself, because it, it's just amazing to actually see it. So how would you describe it? Yeah, so so the campus we just launched our brand new campus here, which you were at a few weeks back, and it's about there's about sixty acres, and we've got a large learning commons which has all of our academics. We one of our key distinctives is active learning. So, for example, we have every student is sitting at a table when they learn. They're interacting with their peers. They have access to technology and all those things, but they're all designed. Um, to help them engage and process the topics, not just receive information. Um, information is mm-hmm. great. You got to have true information, but that's kind of a baseline. But one of the things that's distinctive about the way we even intentionally designed all of our environments is how do we help them process and engage these ideas and, and own them and interact with them and interact with each other. And so community is a high value of ours. And so all the spaces, like you mentioned, in our student housing are designed to bring them together in different spaces so that there's this, hey, we're in this together. The community life is so important, this modeling the body of Christ and biblical community, so that what we want them to do, honestly, in these nine months, um, and if you're a parent listening, this as well, is we want them to create certain rhythms and habits over the course of this nine months that's going to carry on into that next season, because they will have gotten a taste for what it's like to actually be known and loved and cared for in a community where they can be honest, Mm. where they can actually share who they, their real self, not just this projected false self, which is kind of, Hey, this is who I want to be, or this is who I need to be, I guess, to be accepted by people. But they learn about the gospel and the transformation of Mm. that and being accepted in a community and not having to be perfect. And there's so Mm. many, I mean, there's so many things that happened during that nine months. And so we designed all these spaces and the rec field and the basketball court and the volleyball courts and all these different things to bring them together, you know, so there's, there's an appropriate view of work. There's an appropriate view of play. There's an appropriate view of God and culture and community and all these things that we're trying to do that's all saturated with this kind of a deep sense of this Christian worldview, the truth um, of Scripture, mm. all those kind of things in this environment. So we're doing our best to kind of create an environment that really sets these students up to flourish, not only while they're here, but well into their young adult years and beyond. One of the things that stood out to me is, you know, I'm in the apologetics world, so I'm constantly taking in information and processing it and putting it back out into the world in a blog post or a podcast. And honestly, sometimes I feel a little bit like an apologetics robot or something. And so what I love about what you're doing is that you're not doing that. You're not just 
you know, treating these kids like apologetics machines. We're going to just indoctrinate you with the Christian worldview and then send you back home with all this information. It's not just information. It really focuses on the whole person. There's the leadership training, the service projects, uh, and, and the community and just, uh, just teaching them to be humans, you know, Christian humans. And I just thought that was so impressive that you're really touching every aspect of the whole person while providing them with this amazing apologetics and worldview training. So who are some of the the speakers and like thought leaders that you have come in for immersion and for the Gap Year program? Yeah, that's great. So, um, and, and thanks for your kind words there. We're just, we, we're really thrilled about what God's doing here and just, just want to be an ally to, to church leaders, to parents, um, to students during this pivotal season, because as you know, this post-Christian culture is not mm. set up um, and, and encouraging flourishing of our young people. It's, it's in, in many right. cases, quite the opposite. And so our heart is that we, we see them live well and follow Jesus with confidence and clarity and, and, and everything else. And so, but, so we, we partner, and one of the things from the very beginning from when Impact 360 was started is we wanted leading faculty and introducing our students not only to our own faculty, but also leading voices in the Christian space. So for example, um, our, our fellows just started this this week on Tuesday. They showed up and moved in. And uh, so next week, um, they'll have the opportunity to learn from J.P. Moreland uh, for, for, a, wow. for three days on kind of introducing them to kind of a vision for the Christian life and um, kind of worldview and epistemology and some of these questions about how do we know things. And so they'll start some of those kind of things. They'll have, you know, later on, they'll have questions of bioethics. You know, we'll bring Scott Ray, a leading bioethicist in to talk about those kind of issues. We talk about economics, you know, Victor Clark comes and does a great job talking about how do you integrate faith and economics, you know, because good intentions aren't enough if we want to help people, right? right? There's good intentions don't always lead to good outcomes. So I can have a very moral outcome that I'd love to see, but there could be very bad or unhelpful policy. So how do we bring those together in a loving, how do we love our neighbor well? How do we seek the welfare of the city in which we're planted? Like Jeremiah talks yeah. about. So we'll, we'll do things like that. We'll have, uh, you know, Greg Thornberry talk about faith and culture. He's the president of the King's College. He's fabulous, um, yeah. you know, as well. And so we have just opportunity to have Frank Turek will come in for a, for a week and talk about apologetics and worldview. I'll, I'll, I'll teach on different aspects of apologetics and worldview and culture and different things like that. Um, so just lots of different speakers and teach. We have Del Tackett. He'll come in. We've got different people. Um, who come in each year, different different ones for the fellows program. And then for immersion, which is our two weeks during the summer, and then I also want to mention Propel as well, which is our one week. Oh, yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah, go ahead. But, our, our, but immersion, the two week, um, I'm one of the lead faculty. Sean McDowell is there. Uh, Brett Kunkel from Stand to Reason uh, comes in, and he's partnered with us on that. Um, you know, Alan uh, Schleeman as well. Um, you know, Jay Warner Wallace comes and gets to hang out and teach for a while. Uh, Derek Miner, hip hop artist, a good friend of mine, and he comes and talks about kind of worldview in the arts and how does that look engaging the entertainment industry and vision for those kind of things. Jay Watts will come in from uh, Life Training Institute. So we just we we do we have in intentional time where these faculty get time with the students and really get to know them, which is so fun. And so they get to, mm. you know, be in a small enough class where you can actually ask questions to begin with. And then you get to hang out at lunch or go shoot basketball or, or whatever as well in the process as well. So that's immersion. And then the last thing as well, which is a great um, experience, is a one week called Impact 360 Propel. And what we do is we focus a lot on identity 
and kind of mm. what does it mean to follow Jesus and who you are in Christ and a vision for discipleship and how do you engage culture, that's that's kind of the same the flip side of the same coin of immersion. So immersion is that do you own your faith? Is it true? Why is it true? Propel is really who am I in Christ? Am I becoming the kind of person that, that God's calling me to be? What does that look like to live that out? And so that's a one week experience called Propel. And you can find out more about that mm. at impact360.org slash propel. Awesome. So that's quite the all-star lineup. I mean, if if that were would have been available when I was in high school or college, knowing what I know now, I would have jumped all over that. And uh, I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, so I look forward to one day sending them to this amazing uh, place for the the Propel program, the immersion program, and hopefully, I'm praying that that I'll be able to send them for the the gap year program as well, because I am such a believer in the ministry that you're doing there. So as we close out today, what would you say? is the greatest challenge that our Christian young people are facing as they go off and go into the, the world of college? What is the, what's the number one thing that they're having to face as Christians? Yeah, that's thank you. And they're facing a lot of challenges. But if I, I guess one of the things that I would, I would focus on is, is do they actually think that Christianity is real and true? At the at the mm. end of the day, um, there's lots of different little subtopics we could talk about, like misunderstandings of freedom, freedom, and the um, the empower of feelings. Today, we, we've shifted in our culture from a thinking culture to a feeling culture, and how people make decisions, and even religion and morality. But at the end of the day, as I interact with students here at Impact 360 and around the country, there's a there's a marked difference between the student that I interact with that goes, you know what. I may not have all the answers, but I think this is really true and real. It's in the category mm. of reality for me. It's not in the category of a Sunday morning only kind of thing for me. And right. so if they've been given a vision of Christianity that's just limited to the Sunday morning only, and our culture, our increasingly secular post-Christian culture is squashing out with that tyranny of tolerance saying you must conform mm. on these moral issues, and they don't think it's real, what's going to happen is, is they're going to live in two worlds for a while— and eventually, mm. one of those worlds is going to get bigger, and the other one's just going to grow more and more quiet in their life. And I think that's what we see when we see students either drift or just eventually flat out walk away. They'll either dismiss Christianity as irrelevant someday, or they're, you know what, I just don't think it's true. Maybe I have sentimental feelings about it when I was a kid, but it's not real. And so what I'm committed to, and I know you're committed to, is, is we're wanting people to understand that Christianity is really true. And because it's true, mm-hmm. it applies to every area of life, and it changes everything. And if we can get our young people to see that, that can make all the difference in the world. And thankfully, there are great programs like Propel, Immersion, and the Gap Year program at Impact 360 to help prepare them for that huge challenge that they'll face. Because ultimately, I think you would agree, Jonathan, that if they can come to the assessment that Christianity is true, that the claims that Christianity has made for 2,000 years are true claims, then those other kind of subcategories are probably going to fall into place for them. So impact360institute.org. Uh, also, you can go to jonathanmorrow.org. And is your podcast on the Impact 360 site or on your personal site? Yeah, so I've got both. I've, so that we have an Impact 360 Institute podcast that you can subscribe to in iTunes, as well as you can go okay. to jonathanmorrow.org and find out more about my my writing and speaking and teaching there, as well as my podcast and blog and all that at jonathanmorrow.org. Sounds great. Jonathan, thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, Alyssa. I'm so glad to be here. And thanks for all that you're doing for the kingdom and look forward to talking more in the future. 
enjoyed listening to this podcast and would like to sign up to receive my blog posts and podcasts by email, you can go to alisachilders.com and click the subscribe button. Or you can simply subscribe to the Alisa Childers podcast on iTunes. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.